Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. Look at us two weeks in a row going on the podcast now. We are getting back into the swing of things as spring training gets underway for Major League Baseball. The college baseball season is underway as of last weekend. It is a great time to be a baseball fan right now. Lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff going on. Trey, how are you doing on this fine day? I mean, it's great. We're going to have unusually warm weather here here in Virginia this week. And it, it's it's kind of weird. It's like spring is hit early and base, with baseball season starting. And uh, a lot of uh, great action over the weekend. And, uh, you know, as we get into it, we'll have a lot to talk about as the season gets closer and closer. We'll have professional baseball soon. We'll have uh, the World Baseball Classic soon. So I'm pumped. Yeah, World Baseball Classic coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited for that. That was always uh, a fun event to watch. I remember the last time they did it, it was, you know, too long ago because it got postponed because of COVID. But the last tournament, we were still in college. And I remember you were over at my apartment watching the game and uh, going crazy when Team USA won the whole thing and waking up my roommate. <laughs> but that was a good time. We there, wait a minute. We were there. We watched two games. We were, I think we were, the, was it? The Adam Jones game where we woke up your roommate? I thought that I think was so. It. Yeah, I think so. That was the semi because that was that was one of the most insane baseball plays I've ever seen. That was amazing. I still want like a poster with that catch, you know, framed on it. That's wall, amazing. Wallpaper on my desktop for for a while. It's a beautiful picture. It's it's yeah, it's great. So yeah, excited to watch Team USA go at it uh, again this year. I think they got a good shot. They have a really good roster. Uh, Mike Trout's going to be uh, playing, so that's I, always fun. And Mookie Betts. I was going to say, uh, I know uh, they are the second favorite according to uh, Vegas. Let me, uh, I think the Dominican, one of the I would, favorites. Yeah, I would have. guess either the Dominican or maybe Puerto Rico would be the According favorites. to DraftKings, um, Dominican is plus 200, USA plus 275, and Japan is plus 300. Uh, those are really the clear three favorites, and you have Venezuela, Venezuela at eleven to one, Puerto Rico also at eleven to one, then Korea at twelve to one. Obviously, Japan's going to have headlined by uh, Shohei Otani, and uh, you know, it 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 might be the only playoff baseball the Angels play. Angels, the two best players in baseball, play this year. So it'll be interesting to see. It'd be cool if we if we got to see those two guys go head to head, Trout and Otani. That'd be that would be pretty yeah, fun to watch. It'd be interesting. Um. But going on here in Virginia, like we said, college baseball season started last weekend. We talked to Evan Hughes, the voice of Virginia Tech baseball, on last week's podcast. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. He's got a lot of good stuff to say about Virginia Tech baseball, a lot of insights into the team and what's going on down there in Blacksburg. Uh, they had a pretty good opening weekend. They lost the first game of the season against College of Charleston. Then they came back and they won the next two, and they won them. They were no doubters. The offense just came alive. 12 to 3 win on Saturday against Charleston and then a 15 to 2 win on Sunday. And then this week on Tuesday they played 
at home their home opener against East Tennessee State, and they won that one 15 to five. So that's three straight games that the Hokies have scored in double digits. So the offense has really come alive, and that's one of the things Evan talked about last week. This is a really good offensive team. You look at the pitching, and obviously there's a lot of good guys there, but the offense here is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, the hammer came out. Apparently there's a loophole in the rule where you can use the hammer one time in a game, so the hammer was broken. And that's, you know, this team's going to live or die by the home run ball. We'll see as the pitching develops this season. Um, it's ultimately going to determine how far they go in the NCAA tournament, but the offense should be there throughout, and they are a home run hitting team. And I think their offense can go against anyone in the country, as Evan talked about last week. Um, it's really going to come down to, you know, the pitching. And I, I want to see in the moments as when they, especially in ACC play, let's say they're playing Wake Forest. Wake Forest has a really good staff. And you're in a game where you got to grind out runs. Um, can they do that? And I think that will be, that was kind of something that didn't happen against Oklahoma last year is Oklahoma was really good. And they were, they were a hot team coming in, but they, they grinded out runs. That's ultimately what won them the series. So that that's something I want to see from this Virginia Tech team is in a game where the home run ball is not necessarily working. Can they grind out runs and can they, you know, that that's ultimately going to show how far they go in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, a, uh, a good weekend offensively by Virginia Tech. I, like you said, the hammer came out. I think it's something like they can use it once and get a warning. And then if they yeah. use it again, then they'll get penalized. So they're they're using it for, I guess, the first home run of each game uh so that's cool to see because you know we love the hammer we talked about it last week it's one of the greatest celebrations not just in college baseball but in all of college sports in my opinion and you know, we're biased loophole. loophole around it is that they, they use a bat as the hammer because you're allowed to use a bat because it's technically not a prop but then right. they they switch from the hammer to a bat right so great celebration they're still doing it we love it uh, so Virginia Tech 3-1 and one on the season right now. This weekend, they have a home series against Bryant. That gets started Friday at 1 o'clock. Three-game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Some other teams around the Commonwealth. UVA started the season 4-0. and They're ranked number 19 in the country. They got wins over Navy, Ohio, UNCW, and Longwood to start the season. JMU started the season one and three, a rough start for them down in Tallahassee, getting swept by Florida State, but they got back on the right foot and beat George Mason 10 to two this week. Trey Liberty starting the season 0 and three, a sweep against Southern Miss, not a great start for the Flames. And then my hometown team now, VCU, they have started the season off uh, two and one with wins against Fairfield and Coastal Carolina, a loss against Middle Tennessee. So Big weekend all around for college baseball in Virginia. Update Liberty, as we record this on a Wednesday night, they just finished off beating Duke eight to six. Oh, uh, there you go, there you go. They Liberty get gets the win of the season. They they beat uh, they beat Dukes uh, in Durham. I think Duke plays the same place where the Durham Bulls play. So they win yeah. eight six. Similar what VCU does. They play at uh, the Diamond where uh, obviously the flying schools play. Yeah, so VCU has a uh, home series this weekend against Sacred Heart getting started on Friday. UVA will be at home against Columbia this weekend. So big series going on. Who does Liberty play this weekend? Do you know? I can look it up for you real quick, my friend. 
as I'm on their I'm looking at their schedule right now. They play uh, Winthrop. All right, so it's early in the season, not too many exciting series, but some big games going on around Virginia. That's your college baseball update for the week. Um, I, you know, honestly, I didn't get a chance to watch much because I think they were on Flow Sports. A lot of the games were. They were on Flow Sports, which I don't really love. I know Flow is a big thing in college wrestling. Uh, now they're, they've expanded to a lot of other sports. I know this is not, you know, college sports, but in racing, they're big as well. Like short tractor trek racing, they're very big in. So, yeah, I heard, I saw on Twitter a lot of complaints about flow sports. Yeah. And, you know, I, I honestly, I've never watched anything on flow sports because I don't want to pay for a subscription. So I can't speak to the quality of their broadcasts or, uh, or their commentators or anything like that. But I'm, I'm just upset that it's, you know, one more streaming subscription that you have to pay for so that's what's keeping me from watching you know i already pay for espn and all of that um you, you know with acc sports like virginia tech yeah. like uva you expect yeah. it to be on I, was gonna say is, I don't know the deal about the a10 but uh when it comes to liberty they're all on espn plus and then the acc baseball will all be on either the acc network ac through espn or espn plus so they once we get into conference play um i think once uh, you know, if Virginia Tech or Liberty or the local teams are at home, it's going to be on the ESPN app. So it should be good there for at least a majority of the games. Hopefully. If not, you can listen to Evan on the Hokie Sports app. We should shout out to Evan. There you go. Evan Hughes, Virginia. our good friend. Most, uh, you know. I know uh, locally baseball is uh, probably can use the Liberty Flames sports app or uh, maybe the UVA app as well. So I think all, like, schools have an app where you can listen to your local broadcast on yeah i think so definitely definitely all right um what's going on in major league baseball you know spring training i think spring training games get started this weekend so that's exciting it is as i uh, uh click the spring training tab on espn's page well i think the biggest news is you know manny machado making some waves we know there's going to be a marquee free agent coming up, and uh, the first games are, are Friday, by the way, February 24th, Rangers, Royals, and Mariners, Padres. So speaking of the Padres, Manny Machado in a uh, new, his, I guess his opening press conference of the season said um, he is opting out of his, his contract at the end of the year, and uh, he just said it, flat out said it. So uh, obviously it's going to be interesting to see if, he would say in San Diego, do they trade him? Knowing he's gonna opt out now. Um, but uh he is he is projected or wanting a, a, a big contract. And I think we talked before we hit the record button, he's he wants four hundred million dollars. I don't think he'll get that. But uh yeah, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic with uh Manny Machado where frankly, with no Fernando Tatis the first part of the season, the Padres will need it. Yeah, um, I don't think he gets traded. You know, it's always a possibility with a big player like this in a contract situation. But just given the makeup of the Padres team and how good they're expected to be, I mean, this is a team that was in the NLCS last year. So they're a good team. They're expected to be back in playoff contention in World Series contention again this year. Manny Machado is a very good player still. I mean, he's playing at a very high level 
he's had some really good years with the Padres. So I don't think that they trade him because I think they're going to need him and they're going to be in a position where they're going after a World Series championship. So I don't see him getting traded this year, but I don't know that I see him re-signing with San Diego next year. Uh, It's definitely an interesting situation. And I think that he's, you know, he's really a unique player in that he, he signed this big, huge contract with the Padres when he was 26 years old. He's only 30 years old now, so he's going to play this year. He'll opt out. He'll be 31 when he's going to sign this next contract that he's looking for. That That's a unique uh, situation. You don't see a lot of players have a chance to sign two huge contracts in their career. Uh, so Manny Machado is putting himself in a situation to do that. I mean, he, he signed in 2019 a 10-year $300 million deal with the Padres. This will be his fifth season in San Diego. And so now he's looking for a $400 million deal. He's five years older. He's still playing at a really high level. But, you know, is he going to get another long-term deal at 31 years old? We see it happen all the time. It does happen. It's not always the smartest move. Um, I don't know that he's got another 10 years in him after this season you know it's possible but i just don't know that he's going to get 400 million dollars i don't think it's going to i don't think he's going to get a 10 year deal if that's what he's looking for um but it is definitely an interesting situation cuz like i said we don't see this very often where players have the chance to sign t- two huge contracts like this during the course of their career 9 years 360 is what judge got and i don't see him touching that cuz he- Manny Machado would have to have an Aaron Judge like season. Yeah, he's not a, like that is the, that is the real comparison. Judge came in year thirty. You know, he's, this is he's thirty years old, and he is he is getting paid three hundred and sixty million dollars, and that's fair. I think that's fair given his sixty two home runs last year. So, do we have to like if Machado really thinks he's going to get four hundred million dollars, like? I know, you know, quote unquote, the money coming up is going to happen, but who was the who was the last player to get four hundred million dollars at that age? What? No one. No one's gotten four hundred million dollars at that age. Oh. Um. Yeah. No, I don't think so. How I mean, old was Mookie Betts when he signed his extension? He's not. I don't think Mookie Betts is even thirty yet. Um, uh, he's thirty. Yeah, he is thirty right now. Thirty now. He signed in twenty twenty, so he's twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think. Yeah, I think you're right. Here's the thing. Manny Machado will not be the first person in line this offseason. He's not. He's not going to be the first free agent in line this season. Who is? There's a guy who plays the Los Angeles Los Angels that plays two uh, positions. Right. It's really good at baseball. <laughs> right. He's yeah. not gonna be he's not gonna be the uh, uh, twenty three yeah, baseball. All right, let's see here. Oh, oh I picked the wrong year. Twenty four. Let me Google it right. <laughs> so using sports track, uh, Max Scherzer is is a could be a free agent. Which that would be interesting. Um, Miguel Cabrera, but he's, he's retiring. Uh, Manny Machado, 
Shohei Otani, Marcus Stroman. So he's not going to be first in line. He might not be second in line. Yeah. He's Max Scherzer. We'll see. It's possible. So, yeah. I don't I don't know. I the other thing about it, you know, good for him for wanting to maximize his career earnings and get whatever he thinks get paid whatever he thinks he's worth. But saying this before the season, you know, it's I get it. It's a a tactic to put pressure on the front office, but I would be worried about it being a distraction in the clubhouse in uh, you know, a clubhouse where you already have one player that's causing a lot of distractions and you have a team that could make a legitimate championship run. And now you have two players in there that are just taking attention away from the team and putting it on themselves. I don't know that it's the smartest move if he wants to win. You know, he says he's committed. He's a Padre this season that they're going to try to win. But I, I don't like... I don't like this happening before the season. You know, I get why he's doing it, but I'm not a fan because your your full attention and focus should be on going out there, playing your best baseball and trying to win a championship. And I think that this is going to definitely cause some issues, you know, within the team. Yeah, but that team has been unstable for a while, you know? Tech stuff, um, We'll see how long so it affects it as a full year. So it, it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic. The dynamic's always been weird. With San Diego, you could argue they've underachieved despite having the Dodgers in their division. Um, and this is the making of break a year. I really think, like, you could argue there are four or five teams that it's like a make it or break it, get to the World Series kind of year for teams. And so um, we'll see. Uh Who is more? I got it. I got the question. And who is more likely to get traded this season? I don't think either will, just because they're pending free agents. Shohei Otani or Manny Machado. Otani. I agree. Because That's, the Angels aren't going to be contenders. And I think I think the Angels would be dumb to not trade him. Yeah. If they truly want to win, and I think Shohei Otani's that good. But if you're you're not keeping it, you're not. Your no. your ownership dynamics weird. Your owner said he was going to sell. Now he's not selling. Your ownership dynamics weird. You already have a massive, massive contract to the books. Do you want to put it? Are they really going to commit another ten year contract to another player? And I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying would they? You have the big Rendon contract. The hold for one soda was what? Like. High prospects, like yeah, something like, crazy. I mean, it was it was a good deal. If you're the like the Dodgers, I think it was MLB.com. No, it was Keith Law who rated the Dodgers as the number one farm system in the league. The Dodgers did have well, like if if you go to the Dodgers and say, "Give us your top five prospects," we'll give you Shohei Otani. Like, why wouldn't you? You know. We yeah. need to win. Like, if you – like, you need to make – I think the Angels need to make a massive change to their organization. And you have one piece. You have two pieces in your organization that can do it. One that can get you probably an amazing haul because 
his con like like his contract. Oh, like he's got a good contract. He's underpaid. Trout has got the big contract. Like you you could trade both those pieces this year. And, and you reset because I think, I think that's the only move the Angels should make. Do you think they I know should, we're... You think they should trade Trout too? Maybe like I, I, I think you have to think about it. I wouldn't trade my Trout. I wouldn't trade Shohei Otani. But what what are they going to do to win? Like look look at the situation. Let's compare it to the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets realized we're not going to win with the two our two best players, and it's just because of the dynamic they are. I know Kyrie and Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant, you know, that dynamic's different than what Otani and Trout are. But they essentially trade them both to get really good role players and some good picks to reset their timeline. Like, I don't... This is I, under four. I think you trade Otani because he's going to be a free agent anyway, but I don't think you trade Trout. I, that's what I think... I agree with you for the most part. But I wouldn't – let's put it this way. If the Philadelphia Phillies called and was like, we want to bring our boy home, give us Mike Trout, we'll give you X, Y, and Z. And it's, you know, it's a deal you can't pet. It's their top five prospects or, or whatever. You got to think about it. Yeah, I mean, and let's put it this way: I think you need to heavily consider if you're going to pay heavily consider paying one. Like, let's say they want to pay Otani, then you might want to consider paying Trout, because I think it's bad for a baseball team to commit two ten three hundred million ten year three hundred million dollar contracts to a team. And I know my team is one of them, and I it makes me nervous. It should make you real nervous. I. Hmm. But I also think the Yankees can afford to pay so, pay multiple players three hundred million dollars. The yeah, Angels they can. have proven over the history they can't. I think that they need a new owner. They're not the team in LA. You could argue if you want to move one team, move the team out of. They're not really. They're in Anaheim. They're not really in LA. They're never going to be as big as the Dodgers. I mean, they. Look, they they need an organizational re- overhaul. They need a new owner. I don't think you can ever trade Mike Trout. I get what you're saying that you know you could get a lot of pieces. Okay. Get, you could. Rebuild. I don't you think get... you should trade Mike Trout. I get I what really, you're saying. I agree with you. I think they should trade Otani this season because you are right. They're not going to re-sign him, and you can't like it, you you shouldn't let a player like him get away and not get anything in return for it. So. I think they should trade him, try to bring in some younger players. I mean, clearly what they're doing isn't working. They locked up Trout long-term. They brought in Anthony Rendon. He's been injured a lot. He's, you know, he hasn't been the player that he was. They brought in Noah Syndergaard for their pitching staff, and he didn't work out. Shipped him away in his first season there. So, you know, Otani is their only real pitcher. That They have good offensive players and good fielders i i still think it's the pitching on this team that is the problem but shohei otani can't fix that he's only going out there one day a week so yeah i think it's the pitching you gotta do something so i i think trading otani is the solution for them this this season you know when the trade deadline comes i think that's gonna happen and we'll see what they get but um but man 
going back to what you said, can you just imagine Mike Trout on the Phillies, though? I always thought he'd end up there. That's where I thought he'd go originally because he's, you know, he's from New Jersey. I mean, it would make sense. He's from South New Jersey. But right now with Bryce Harper and Trey Turner there. You figure it out. Kyle Schwarber. That would be a really fun team to watch. None of them play center field. Yeah. I, I know. It would be a really fun team to watch. Way to get sidetracked, Trey. But that was a that was fun. That's yeah. a give us your thoughts at Foul Ball Area at Trey Lyle VT at Matkins News. You haven't changed it with the new job, right? No. <laughs> Matkins House now. <laughs> Matkins House. No, it's gonna stay Matkins News because it's really just the news of my life. I I subscribe to that. Yeah, you do. You won't be hearing from it for uh for a while though. I'm giving up uh Instagram and Twitter for Lent. But I'll still be on Twitter for the podcast, but not for my personal Twitter. I don't think of anything, so I'm good. That uh, that just, <laughs> just saying. If you if you don't see me tweeting for a while, not that I tweet that happy, much anyway. Happy Lent, everyone. Yeah. Dash Wednesday. Happy Lent, everybody. All right, so that will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. We'll be back next week talking more baseball, spring training, watch some games, maybe some uh, headlines from that, takeaways from that college baseball. We'll start to preview the World Baseball Classic. That's going to be fun. Maybe give uh, a pr- couple picks for that, a couple pool play. It's actually interesting. Unlike, uh, you know, the World Cup and, uh, you know, the Olympics, it's, it's scattered throughout and then ends up in one location. So you have, I think, a pool in the U.S., a pool in – the Dominican, a pool in Japan, a pool in Europe, I want to say, something like that. And uh, so it's going to be spread out and then come together in the U.S. for a massive, massive tournament. Uh, we do need to have a discussion on the cover athlete for MLB to show eventually. Uh, should spread some thoughts about that. That had, That's something we missed over break. Maybe next episode. That's what it tease for the people out there. As always, as always, connect with us at VT. At Mackins in the news at Valball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page. Leave us that five star review. Leave us your thoughts. Thank you so much. And make sure you hit that subscribe button for this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.